Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today. Her name is Shalina Diva Broster, and this woman is magnetic. You are going to love her. And the reason that I'm airing this episode today is twofold. First of all, you're going to love everything she has to share. And she's been a really important person in my life over the past couple of years. And you'll hear in the interview today how we met each other and how actually we both were important in the specific weekend that we met to each other unexpectedly. So we met at a business conference where we were both having interesting times in our personal lives back at home and we just found each other and connected and she was the person I ate all my meals with over this five-day period and I really love following her and hearing how she shows up to each day. Now, the reason that I wanted this episode on today, which was actually a little bit unplanned, is because I've been sharing a lot about how I'm giving myself time to land in 2020, which I did kind of purposefully. I learned this a couple years back that as a mom really wanting to create a lot of magic in December, come January 1st, I am not ready for the new year. So I always give myself a little padding and the lunar new year seems to line up really nicely, especially this year at the end of January. And it gives me just that time to really land in the new year, get some stuff done, get organized and get dreaming. Let myself dream for a little bit longer. And this year I've been hearing from clients, from people in Flow365, how they're having a hard time coming up with dreams or figuring out what they want to do next. And also this issue of landing in the new year and really wanting something different. I've also been hearing it from colleagues and I've been hearing it from mentors whose emails appear in my inbox every week that the It's just not coming to them as strongly as it usually does on the new year, what they want next, what their next move is. And there was something about my chat with Shalina, which I hope is really inspiring to everyone listening. She has big dreams and she's really overcome some amazing obstacles to reach some of her dreams. She just has a really good perspective on knowing what you want and working toward what you want. And I thought it would be inspirational to all of us who are landing in 2020 and wanting something really big and just help us to define it and move toward it in incremental, doable ways. So that is why she is here today. Shalina is a global business coach who helps new online coaches start their businesses, though this talk is just as much about life as it is about business. She shares the story about her son. So no matter where you are in your life, I hope this will be inspirational. Before I get Shalina on the show, I have two announcements. 
Number one, I am hosting a workshop. If you're listening to this in real time, hopefully you're getting it in time. I'm hosting a workshop called Make 2020 Matter. It it will be an hour and a half really about some tools you can use to plan your 2020 um, and really stay accountable to what you plan throughout the year. And that is coming up tomorrow, Thursday, January 16th. Is that the right date? And also I'm going to run it again on Saturday. So you have two different options that hopefully one of those days and times will work for you. If you go to plansimple.com slash workshop, you can grab your seat in that workshop. There is limited space just based on the software, but hopefully the two times will cover us. And if for some reason it doesn't, I will actually maybe offer it again next week. I always do record, but I find that these workshops, especially the kind where we're really planning live, it really makes a difference to show up live, to give yourself that time and space to dream and to make a plan. I just find that it's the kind of space you're going to need to make yourself eventually anyway, so why not make it now? So that's my pitch for showing up live. Again, plansimple.com slash workshop will get you there. And then the other thing I wanted to share is at the end of every episode, we always serve up three doable changes so that you can take action on what you've heard. And I always remind you maybe just to pick one for this week. And I know that that leaves a lot of changes that maybe you feel like you're not getting to, but I want you to know that that's okay because my guess is that you're folding them in over time. And one of the things I did last year that I'm doing again this year is I'm going to choose one doable change a week that I'm working on and sharing it with you. And I've created a document that has the 30 weeks outlined that I'm doing, that I already know in advance I'm doing, and some planning sheets that will help you to do them alongside me if you so choose. And you can go grab that at plansimple.com slash simplify, oh my gosh, I can't get my words out, simplify 2020. So again, that's plansimple.com com slash simplify 2020. I think I gave the link out wrong last week. So hopefully now if you were hoping to get that and you didn't, you will get it. Again, it's plansimple.com slash simplify 2020. And that link will also be in the show notes um, and for this episode. So you can get it there. And the last thing that I do want to share is that application, it's not really applications, but the enrollment is open for Flow 365 through next Monday. So it's the 2020 cohort of Flow 365, and that enrollment period is open through next Monday, which is January 20th. Don't you think that's cool? All the 20s. So if this is something that has been speaking to you for some time now, I urge you to check it out. I've opened up some slots to talk to some folks. You can always shoot us an email and ask questions. I really do believe 2020 is going to be an amazing year. And if you sign up kind of quickly, you also get an extra season, an extra three-month period. So that is money I'm actually just giving you because I've seen the power in women and staying in this even longer than a year. Everyone, almost everyone who signed up for the first cohort is still in Flow 365. It's just one of those things that if you keep showing up to life gets better and better, very much like this 
one doable change a week. So I hope that that is a lot for you to dive into the workshop and one doable change a week for 2020. Those are both my gift to you. So definitely take advantage of those if they speak to you. And I can't wait to see who's in the next cohort. So with next, no further ado, let's get Shalina on the show. Welcome, Shalina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited for your energy. So tell us a little bit, will you just tell us a little bit about your story so that people can get to know you a little bit and what you're up to in this world? Okay, sure, sure, sure. So I am Shalina Diva Broster. The Diva is an acronym. It stands for Discover, Invest, Value, and Depreciate Your Life and Business. I am a global business coach, and I help new online coaches to start their online coaching business. So that is, that's, um, that's how I, as Oprah says, that's how I masquerade around in this world. But I, at the heart, I am a teacher. I've known I was going to be a teacher since the age of five, but I knew it wasn't a teacher in a classroom because it would drive me crazy, but it was someone who shares what they know and what they've learned. And so that's what I've dedicated myself to is uh, teaching. And um, one of the, the ways that I like to show up is to teach new people how to get started in the wild, wild west called the online world. So um, my company is called Best Selling Year, and you can find me on shalinadiva.com. So that's the, the business side of me. And um, it's very interesting um, how I met Mia, right? I knew you were going to kind of tell them this, but I kind of wanted to give like a little bit of the, the, the backdrop. Um, of that. Um, before I met Mia, I met Mia in 2015 in Canada, actually, at um, a Shine event. Uh, it was a women's empowerment event in Canada. And it was uh, interesting because maybe about three weeks before then, I saw a Wayne Dyer movie. And Wayne Dyer, uh, this was right after he passed away. And he asked a question. He said, what do you really want? And at that time in my life, I knew what I wanted, but I was afraid to ask for it. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is just a movie. Why are you crying? Why can't you just simply ask the question, answer the question, what do you really want? And it's because at that time, I had been going through so many changes in my life, so many different circumstances. I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to receive what I asked for. And once I was truthful and honest in that moment, it was like, whoa, so... You're afraid to ask for what you really want because you don't think you're going to get it. Now let's unpack that, right? And um, I'm just going to tell you what I wanted at the time. Once I kind of was just like, okay, this is what I want. I wanted to travel internationally um, and meet other like-minded businesswomen. Um, there was a certain amount of money I wanted to earn in my business. Um, there were just different experiences that I wanted to have. And at the time, I was going through a very nasty custody battle that was about like four years old. It was a four-year custody battle and I wanted it to come to an end and I wanted to make amends with my ex. And um, I just said it and that was it because I still kind of didn't believe I could receive it. So, um, you know, I said, but that's what I want and I'm just going to lay it there. And I was on Facebook and I saw an ad from a woman, Chantel Adams, the Chantel Adams. And I really liked her and she made an offer to come to her event. I'm like, yes, I'm going to come. And it was like, whoa, it's all the way in Canada in a place called Kelowna. I've never heard of it before. And so I was like, but isn't this what you asked for? 
I said, yeah, but I don't know anybody in Canada, you know? So um, I just trusted myself and I went forward. And when I went, that was like a magical time when I went there, that's where I met women like Mia. And it was just so amazing because meeting you was a manifestation of something that I had the courage to ask for. So <laughs> that's the kind of like my background um, about meeting Mia, but it was having the courage to truly ask for something that you wanted. And um, if I were you, I'd be, I would wonder, well, why were you so afraid to ask for what you really want? Well, at the time, I was just rebuilding my life. Uh, I, had, I was homeless for two years because I made the decision to leave my ex. I was with him for six years. We were engaged. I worked at his company. We had a child together. I thought this was the one. I thought this is the person I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And um, throughout the years of being together, our relationship became toxic. Like literally my body became toxic. My hair fell out. I was bloated, overweight. I was just so miserable. And I realized that I could no longer stay. We were once in love, but we weren't anymore. And I couldn't stay there. And my body was just like telling me like, you're not happy. And I made the decision on June 18, 2012 to, um, to leave. And I had left several times before, but I was like, I'm done this time. I'm really leaving. And it was scary because I said my whole life was wrapped up in this man and his world. And it was like, I felt suffocated. Like everything was about him. And I put my dreams on a back burner and it was just to the point where it was, it was just unreconciled, you know, irreconcilable. So I made the decision though, to let my son stay with his father because I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have a permanent place. Like I had, I had some plans, but I really didn't think it totally through. So I let my son stay with his father. And I said, once I get myself together and get back on my feet, I'm coming back for my son because I just didn't want my son, you know, to go from place to place or whatever. I didn't want that for my son. And, um, once I left though, literally the next day doors that were closed to me, like flung open people wow. who never answered the phone. They picked up on the first ring. And my mother said, as soon as you leave, all of your blessings will overtake you. And literally, that's what happened to me. I wrote my first book. I wrote a stage play. Um, I started working with teen girls. I was featured in magazines. Everything that I dreamed of that I could become when I was in a relationship, but they seemed denied to me, they started happening like magically as soon as I left. Um, but the thing is, I didn't realize how hard it would be to, re to establish myself, to rebuild my life. So I was homeless for like two years, living with different family members. And it was like one of the toughest times in my life. And although these good things were happening, it was just like being homeless and, and having to like navigate that. That was a challenge. And um, the custody battle started, child support started, all these different things started. So um, it was just a really interesting time because I became a non-custodial mother. And uh, some women um, that I talk to, they're like, oh, the kids, I have to get them up in the morning. I have to cook dinner. And because of my situation, a lot of that I felt was denied to me. Right. So I was not like a lot of women, whereas though um, I didn't always have my son. And some women tried to shame me, but I was just, I, I was very rooted in my decision that that was what was best at the time. And I think for women, um, as they're listening to this, hopefully this part of the interview, it may resonate with some women is that what I know for sure is you have to 
sometimes you have to go with the information that you have, the tools and the information that you have at the time, and you have to trust that it's going to work out. Everyone can look, everyone can be the Monday, um, Monday morning quarterback, right? But I just knew that based upon the information I had and what I believed, I made the right decision. And some people may try to shame you. And it wasn't until maybe three years later, because this was a four-year custody battle, um, uh, we found out that my son is autistic. Oh my gosh, wow. So I made the right decision at that time, even though I, we didn't know. But as an autistic child, he has to be stable. You can't, you can't do that to autistic children. You can't, they, like, they need stability. They need, um, they need to be regimented. They need rules. And so um, that was ultimately the reason why the judge sided with my son's father. He was just like, well, he's already, you know, he's been staying here. He's been living here. And my son has his, um, his schedule and everything established. And so they didn't want to interrupt that too much. So as a mom, around the time I met you, I had to come, you know, I had to come to peace with that. Like, the, you know, it's in the best interest of my son. And because of that, I'm going to allow him to be stable with his father. But at the time, um, I had been back on my feet. I got my own apartment, got a two bedroom, a room for my son. And it wasn't the outcome that I had been praying for, for all those years, because I wanted to be with my son. But um, it was, uh, that was a decision. And um, I came to peace with it. So when I saw the, um, the Wayne Dyer movie, I really wanted it to come to a peaceful end. And that was the end of the custody battle that it came to. So I still see my son. We have an excellent relationship. And my son is just improving so much over the years um, with his autism. I'm just so proud of him. So that's, um, this is a, a tad bit. That's <laughs> amazing. It's so like literally so inspirational. And what's really amazing about that event is like for real, because both of us live on the East Coast. You live a little more South than I do, but we're both on the East Coast. Like that was very far away. Like I know to some people it might just be Canada, but we were like, it was three planes away. Like we were like in the mountains of Canada. Mm -hmm. And what happened to me is I was leaving for that event and I, I don't, you know, I had, I've definitely felt like called, like I don't normally go to the opposite ends of the world to events, but for some reason I just had this feeling, this is where I was supposed to be. And my, when I was leaving the country because cell phone reception wasn't quite the same then, or I didn't have the right plan or something, I called my husband just to say like, Hey, like I'm going to Canada. Cause I knew I could only email him for the four days we were there or whatever. And I had the strangest conversation because one of our neighbors answered the phone and like, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Like it felt really strange. And I got on the plane and I'm like, why did our neighbor answer the phone? It, you know, cause it was three hours difference and it didn't make any sense to me. And basically my husband knew that this was really important for me to go to this event. And as I had called him, he had been an hour in the emergency room after being hit by a car while biking to work. And and I was there and I just like, I think I fell apart. Like, to be honest, I don't remember that much of the event except the two people who really like rescued me in the moment. And you were one of them because we had like all our meals together and it was just, it ended up being an amazing connecting moment at this point when I just felt so disconnected from my life and I couldn't believe I was there. And I, you know, didn't feel like I had the funds to just buy a new ticket home. And like, I don't know, the whole thing just didn't feel like it was just a weird situation. So I really, really appreciate that. So now that we have 
Like, I feel like your story really reflects back to what some people might be going through now, because we've had this amazing experience where we've been brought through all these different modalities that can help us really dream this life that we want, that maybe we haven't even given ourselves permission to dream before, because as moms, we tend to do that. We put ourselves on the side burner, right? So we have, maybe we're giving ourselves a little bit of permission to dream. Maybe we're, we've dreamt and now we're giving ourselves permission to like live. But my guess is that there's many people at this point who are just, I don't know, feeling overwhelmed maybe about this next step or just uncertain about this next step. And as what you just shared to me, what's so amazing about your story is that it was in those moments of clarity and in those moments of deep trust that you are able to sort of get to the next level and the next level and the next level, because you just shared with us like sort of many different steps in your journey. So for all those people listening who are, you know, either have this dream or getting a hint of a dream, what do you feel like is really important for them to understand? Yes. So, um, you, here's, here's my deal about life, okay, and why um, I'm going to be creating some products soon that's going to go more into, like, the personal development aspect of everything I went through with being homeless and building a business from scratch and everything is the stuff that no one tells you. The things that no one cares to share, like, everyone wants to talk about those, those mountaintop moments, but I really like to tell people about what you're going to experience in the valley because you're made in the valley, right? Well, here's the thing. You're going to be afraid. You're going to be nervous. You're going to second guess yourself. You're going to think you're crazy. And there may, there may not be, um, you may not have any supporters in the beginning. Now, having said all that, I kind of painted a gloomy picture, but wouldn't you rather me tell you that these things are possible that these things can happen and they're normal so that when they do happen you don't take it as a sign as like you know what see this is a sign that I shouldn't be doing this and I'm like no I wish someone would have drilled in my head no this is a sign that you're on the right path because and this you're worthy comes, of it right like, it, yes and you're worthy of it and one thing I like to do is I don't like to go after goals that are not worthy of me and, mm. and, and, and neither should you. And a goal that is worthy of you is one that stretches you. It stretches your way of thinking. It stretches your way of believing. It stretches your way of being. And if you're trying to lose weight, it should do some, you know, some glorious stretching to your body too. But it should change you and challenge you in some way. So those are the type of goals that we should, we should go after goals that are, you know, worthy of us. But also too, you are worthy of this experience. Please don't interpret a setback as a sign, like a red, like, like a, like a stop sign, a sign that you're on the wrong path. No, you're actually on the right path. And this is what comes with the territory. So if you kind of like change your mindset around that and, you know, when things creep up, you expect it and, you know, you have an accountability partner or you're like, okay, well, you know what? I was listening to that podcast and Nia said this or Shalina said that, okay, I can handle it. I'm not trying to say you won't feel pain or you won't feel, um, uncomfortable but it goes with the territory so just knowing that ladies that it comes with the territory and not to be alarmed that will help you to push past a lot of the initial fear that you may have because many of you are going to be doing things you never thought you could do 
So you're going to experience things that you've never experienced before, and they will be uncomfortable. It's kind of like going to the doctors. Well, I, I will brag. When I get needles, I don't flinch and I don't cry. So <laughs> <laughs> kudos to me. But there are people who are like, uh-uh. They have to look away. But the doctor says, you're going to feel a little pinch. Now, would you rather them tell you you're going to feel a little pinch and you feel it and, you know, it may still hurt because you can't be as fabulous as me and not hurt, but you, it's like, okay, you're going to feel a little pinch. So they told you. So when you feel it, you know that it comes with the territory. It's not like this foreign thing that's like, okay, you're, you're on the wrong path. So begin to um, just... Think of things differently. You're going to feel fear. You're going to be afraid. You're going to second guess yourself. You're going to do all that. That's normal. Now that you know this, you have to really trust yourself. And when it comes to creativity, there aren't any right or wrong answers. And this is something that um, I was sharing with Mia in a previous conversation. We were talking about how when I have been the most successful, it was like I saw what I wanted to create. I, you know, someone may, else may have done it. I saw a model because you need a model to let you know it works. Okay. I saw a model. It works. This is what I'm really clear on what I want to create, but I'm also, I also realize that there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's my way. And when you let that seep in that there's no right or wrong way, it's your way. It will just, it will just unleash all your creativity and it gives you a certain amount of freedom and it gives you a certain amount of courage and confidence that you need to be creative. And so one time I was working on like a, um, a planner, a business planner, and I saw other people had done them and other people, I saw what they were doing. I saw how mine could be different. And as I noticed, as I was doing it, I, I kept hitting like a, a roadblock because I felt like, well, this, this isn't like so-and-so's or this isn't like that person's. And it was one day I just told myself like, look, if you're going to do this and do it your way, you have to realize there's no right way. There's no wrong way. It's your way. And once I did that, I never looked back and I was quite successful at it. And when I look back over my life, that's when I've been the most creative and I've been the most successful. There is no right way. There is no wrong way. There's your way. And I feel like you know, and I hope no one here has done it to anybody or made anyone feel this way, but definitely like in the world at large and the school system and the corporate America, like all around us, like magazines at the checkout aisle, right? Like we're constantly shown the way and it's so easy to doubt our own creativity and our own ideas because we're, we feel like there's all these boxes being created around us. So I love that piece of advice, really your way. You know, I think also for me to having an autistic son and with autism, no autistic child is the same. You right. know? Um, and their logo is like the puzzle piece. And, um, you know, so when I talk to some parents who have autistic children, you know, I listen to them, but, you know, my son may not exhibit the symptoms that their child does you know, and their child may not exhibit the symptoms or, you know, things that my son does. And so what my son has taught me on his journey is, you know, he learns differently. He still learns, but it's differently. And he processes things differently and it's okay. So that has taught me to be sensitive to saying, okay, it's this way or it's that way. And um, he has just taught me so much, his courage, how he can, you know, he defies the odds of what they say he can or he can't do. And it's simply, he just goes about and 
he just lives and he will process it how he processes it you know and um so that helps me with creativity and i think like you said with the magazines and even in the business world we have the gurus who tell us it should be this way it should be yeah. that way but you really have to go back to trusting and listening to your inner self like hmm, let me try it this way and then the other thing that i love to share especially with women is that you have to show yourself some grace and what grace is is okay there's no right way there's no wrong way it's my way now even in your way you're gonna get bumped and you get, that didn't work oh that was a failure oh that didn't quite work give yourself some grace and give yourself room to figure it out give yourself room to make a mistake like i like to say give yourself a runway you know give yourself a runway and um you know give yourself enough space give yourself enough um time maybe right time time space just give just be a little more gentle with yourself you know we, you know we, we all like to be great and create great things but i believe that in order to create great things it must come from a softer place not this hard harsh place it comes from a softer place and it becomes great because you care about it so much and you want to make it better but it comes from a softer place of you know what i'm going to try it this way i'm going to give myself some time and I'm just going to figure it out. So ladies, show yourself some grace. Because imagine it's me. If I came to you and I'm like, I worked on this project and I failed, you wouldn't, you would like listen to me. You would walk me through it and you would be like, okay, so what are some ways you can think of this differently? Or you would actually help me to see the great things that I've done. And you see how much I care about this. You wouldn't dare let me give up. But why do we do that to ourselves? So, so sillily. <laughs> so I want to get a little bit into giving ourselves like, so we, first we've given ourselves like this space to really um, trust ourselves and give ourselves grace and like create that space to come up with the, our own ideas that don't fit in a box. And I would love you to talk a little bit about how time plays into that. But yes. before we dive into that, in all these things you've shared, like in, I guess just in your personal life or how you work with your clients, like what is one thing we can do? Like what, you know, what is one strategy that can help us get into this energy? Cause I feel like it really is an energy that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's hard for some of us to imagine how to get into a place where we trust ourselves. Yeah. So I think the simplest thing to do um, because I know a lot of moms are really busy and trying to find a little extra time in the morning. It may, um, it may be asking for a lot, but if you can, um, get up just a little bit earlier in the morning and even in the beginning, if it's just five or 10 minutes, like 10 minutes that you're just there and you're not, you're not doing anything and just get in the habit of doing that, you'll find that you'll, you'll be able to start hearing yourself. I remember reading um, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success with, by Deepak Chopra, and he says that a lot of times we know the answers, but we can't hear ourselves because it's so much feedback and so much chaos. And there was an, um, a metaphor. He said that we could literally toss the Empire State Building. <laughs> Somebody could toss the Empire State Building into the ocean or into like the river or something, and we wouldn't even notice. He was like, that's how a lot of our minds are because we it's just so much chatter. So practice getting quiet, right? Practice getting quiet in the morning. But what I found, and I think uh, mothers, especially if you have younger children and you go out for a walk, 
is in the morning. And this really helped me when I was like depressed and I had a lot of anxiety and I couldn't sleep at night. Getting up and getting out in the morning, going for a walk. If it's a sunny day, just put those shades on, absorb at least 20 minutes of direct sunlight. Get out there and walk push your baby or if you, you know, you don't have the baby, get out there and walk, get moving. That will help you. Um, that helps your cells. And also it helps you just to, to, to um, really jumpstart your creativity. So I would just say, get moving and then get up a little bit earlier so you can create that quiet space for your creativity. I love that. And, and for me, that's been really important and giving myself permission mm-hmm to really claim that space for myself, which has looked very different at different stages of motherhood, right? Like, so when they were little and everybody was waking up at the crack of dawn, you know, I had to really ask for help, you know, or, or be okay with somebody gurgling in their crib for a little bit longer, you know, and then as my kids have gotten older and become teenagers, like it's different, like for a while they were all sleeping late and I was like, oh my God, yes, I have my mornings. Like they're all mine. And then one of my oldest decided he was going to meditate in the morning. And I'm like, what's happening? Like, that's my time. So I feel like we, we sort of have to go with the flow of how it works. And then the other thing about walking has really helped me. And what the most important thing for me, because I'm a Southern girl living in the Northeast. It, and so the cold is not normal to me is my most depressed winters have been when I haven't gotten out. So, you know, and so it's like, no matter what, like if there's a blizzard, like whatever, even if it's just for like 40 seconds, I just got to walk around the block because it just does. It jumpstarts. It helps. And also it does. And scientifically the rays from the sun, they help you to produce the serotonin that you need. And it will actually help you to sleep better at night. And I heard that on like a podcast, I was like, I'm going to test it out. And please, please remember that testing it out. Please write that down, test it out, because that's the point I really want to share with the women about testing things out. So I I heard it, I said, I'm going to test it out because I'm having trouble sleeping (laughs) and I need to get moving. And you, you talked about giving yourself permission, but we also have to take it a step further and believe that what I'm doing matters and what I'm doing helps. Because if you don't think that what you're doing makes a difference, it won't. So when I got out there, I said, well, he said, you got to get the direct sunlight. It's going to help you sleep better. But when I was out there, I took it so seriously because I was like, I'm doing something that's going to help me. If you don't think that what you're doing matters, if you don't think that what you're doing will help you, it won't. So I don't know if that's like the placebo effect or whatever, but when I was out there, I was just like basking in the sun, like, yeah, I need to get these 20 minutes at least because it's going to help me. And the more I did it, it was true. So whatever you find your technique, your strategy is, you have to do it and believe that it's working, believe that it's helping you. Do you understand what I mean by that? Like we got a lot of advice. I totally do. And that dovetails me, I think, into what's going to be our final thought for the day, which is something that I heard you share a couple months ago, which is like, you have to believe and you have to believe, you have to keep believing because so often we have these big dreams, these big ideas. And we, I feel like we have to, like everything you've shared has been about us really understanding that we're worthy of this and that we can show up to this on a daily basis. And then, 
and, and you've shared with us like all these amazing obstacles that you've overcome and I, and that, and that we need to anticipate these. And I think that that's where the two ideas bridge together. It's like, we sort of, we have to believe in what we want. We have to believe we're worthy of what we want and that it matters to us, mm -hmm. to the world, whatever. And then we have to stick with it like for time. Yes. And I think that that's really important. Like I learned, I feel like I learned that from you. Oh, well, thank you. So yes, um, time. Remember I said, I like to share the details in the Valley that people don't tell you about so that when it happens, you're prepared, right? So um, I said to Mia, I asked her to note testing things out. And um, this is what I want you to do regarding time. You received all of this wonderful wisdom, advice, strategies, all these things that you could do. You have to test this stuff out. You have to see what works, if it works. You have to, you know, believe that you're helping. So you have to test this out. We have to stop sitting on information. We have to stop sitting on things and actually test it out. Old taste and see, you got to test it out, right? So that's the first thing I want you to do. You're going to test it out. And I was listening to another podcast. As you've noticed, I like to listen to <laughs> And um, it was at a man named Ed Milet. And he said something that was so powerful. And he said that, when you are changing your life, whether you're out there walking, you're building your business, whatever you're doing, you're fulfilling your dream, writing that book, um, we don't understand seed time and harvest. And what that means is think of a farmer. When he goes out there and he plants a seed, he would be crazy if he thinks that he's going to reap a harvest that same day, even the next day. Why? Because it takes time. You plant a seed. It has to do what it does. It takes time. And when it's done, when it's ripe, then you reap a harvest. And what happens to us, we have these big lofty goals, these big dreams. You're probably pumped up right now. You know what you want to do, you know, and you're like, you're going to go for it. But what about a week later and nothing happens? What about two weeks? What about a month? Most people don't stick with things past 30 days. Are you going to give up? And here's the thing, what Ed Milet said, he said that when you're doing positive things and you want to make positive changes on a consistent basis, you have to be consistent, right? He said, expect to see a harvest, you know, some little, you know, crops springing up between six to seven months. Can you hang in there with something for six months, even seven? So six to seven months is, begin is when you begin to see things start to manifest like, oh, wow. You know, let's just say if you're losing weight. Oh, wow, my abs are really looking nice now. Oh, wow, I'm three dress sizes down. Or whatever it is, you begin to see the needle move six to seven months. But if you're only, if you're used to starting and stopping after 30 days, you'll never see anything. So you will always feel like you're wasting your time. So I said, okay, cool. So six to seven months, I think I can hang with that, right? Then he said, by a year, you should really begin to see um, more things changing. And just by him saying that, that helped me to really um, manage my expectations and also to help me to realize, okay, how much I have to give and how much I have to commit myself. You know what I'm saying? So six to seven months when you're doing positive things day in, day out, that's when you can begin to see some things start to shift and change. Six to seven months. Now, the opposite is you know, we're doing all these wonderful things and we're, we're on it. And for whatever reasons, we stop. He says you can expect in three to four months, you can expect to see the negative effects of you stopping. And I say, whoa, 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 whoa. 
well, why does it take longer to see the positive? But it takes a shorter time to see the negative. And um, unfortunately, I tested that out too. <laughs> and he was right. You know, I, so <laughs> when you said that, I totally, totally, totally related. And it's interesting because I think that like in part, we sort of believe that it takes time to see the good. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, and I don't know if he like went into this, but I feel like for me, what really resonated is I didn't expect that the bad would take that long to come. <laughs> and so when I think back to different times that I actually felt more mediocre, mm -hmm. it was because I stopped. Right. Yes. And so then you don't see the bad. It's like, it doesn't, it just, you sort of have to coast through it. Like you have to really hold this vision for a long time. And so, I don't know, there was something really impactful about hearing that. So I hope that, it, you know, and I think a lot, a lot of people, when I did share that, they were like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Right. And also too, I know you said that you touched upon this and some of the other speakers that that's why it's so important that we break up goals. And, you know, they say the best way to eat an elephant is piece by piece, right? And not try to take on the whole thing. And um, I did do the 90-day year. I did that before. Then I started, like, breaking down my time in terms of weeks and months. Just just really trying to shorten things. Because, you know what, though? Even though it may take six, six to seven months, you need victories along the way. And remember, I said, you got to believe that what you're doing makes sense. You might not have people around you. And another, um, another book I think people should definitely check out to help is um, The Slight Edge by um, Jeff Olson. It's called The Slight Edge. And he was saying that even though you can't physically see it, you have to like celebrate yourself and you have to know and trust that you're doing the right thing. Because once you believe you're doing the right thing, even though, you know, I haven't, the, you know, the scale isn't saying anything, but, you know, I'm feeling better. I'm not, you know, I'm not yelling at the kids as much. You know what I mean? I'm eating better. I'm sleeping better. Now, the, the, the scale may not have changed, but you are seeing positive changes. We have to celebrate that. So I just hope that, one, you test these things out and give yourself permission to fail. Give yourself grace. You know, and you may, you may get it on the first try. You may figure that out on the first trial, but also remember your mile markers and say, you know what? Okay. I'm on month seven. <laughs> I'm on month eight, <laughs> which should be happening. And I just want to tell you this very quickly, Mia. Um, I started counting my months um, on the fifth of every month. My, my stepmom, who, I'm very, who I was very close to, she passed away and her death was very impactful to me because I actually was there when she took her last breath. She had pancreatic cancer and it was the saddest thing, but the most beautiful thing I've ever seen was her taking that last breath. And it was just like, wow, like the human body is just amazing. And it's this beautiful, powerful woman. So I started counting the fifth of every month as a way to honor her it's like, okay, what's going on this month? And I'll tell you that sixth or seventh month, when I got to the sixth month, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm starting to see something good. The seventh month, it seemed like everything just fell to the wayside. Everything was just crazy. And the old me would have just kind of given up. But I said, you know what? I still have to keep pushing though. And so here we are at month nine. And um, the most beautiful thing, I got a really, really big breakthrough in the ninth month. And I said, wow, what if I had just given up on the seventh month? Because the prior month I was feeling good. But then the seventh month, 
everything seemed bad and we're going to have ups and downs, but you got to keep riding that wave and you got to keep trusting. And so at the ninth month, I had this beautiful, beautiful breakthrough. And, and so it's no coincidence that you asked me <laughs> to do this interview because I just, I, I just feel like I had such a great breakthrough. And so just know you're going to have ups and you're going to have downs, but to keep going. And I love that it was the ninth month because for women that just yes. feels like maybe the guy who shared the seventh month, he was just a guy and he didn't understand the whole birthing project, pro, you know, process. Maybe it just takes us nine months and that's awesome. You know what? That was not lost on me. I was like, wow, nine <laughs> months take nine months to have a baby. And the, the interesting thing was the, the, before she passed, um, she just shared with me that, you know, um, there were things I had to let go of. And the interesting thing is on the ninth month, that thing that she was talking about, I felt like I let that go. Mm, I love yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Shalina, for being here for us. And everyone has to go below this video if you're watching this on the summit and check out what Shalina has to offer us because she has this amazing resource for anyone who throughout this process has gotten inspired to start their own business. So we're all going to go check that out. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I really hope that um, I share something that has resonated uh, with uh, your viewers and that they just believe in themselves and they just go forward. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. At the end of every episode, I always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is indeed where real change happens. But here's the deal. I always serve up three so that you can choose one because I know each of us are in a different season, a different place. We have different aged kids. And I want you to choose the one thing that really resonates so that you can really commit to it and plan for it and have fun with it for a week. Now, just trust me on this one and try it this way. I promise that you will do more than just this one thing, but we have this tendency as busy women to focus on too many things at once and not really move the needle toward anything in particular. So this strategy of just one doable change at a time is super helpful. Okay, here are the three doable changes from this episode. Number one, practice getting quiet in the morning. We've talked a lot here about a morning routine, which feels really big sometimes. All Shalina's asking us to do is just practice getting quiet. She says we could even just take 10 minutes to get quiet and just really be able to hear ourselves because there's so much noise around us. You could add some movement or even some sunshine if you live in the right place of, in the world in the morning. At this, When you're listening to this, it is not sunny where I am first thing in the morning. And really just jumpstart your creativity with this practice. And again, we make things more complicated very often than they are. All she's asking us to do is commit to 10 minutes. Okay, doable change number two, test things out. Have you ever heard something that sounds like it might help you, like one of these doable changes? I feel like this is kind of a meta, meta suggestion. So just test it out. So often we think about everything so much and then we never actually try to do it and see if we actually like it. And that's really the energy behind these doable changes. So if you take this one on, maybe this is a way to test multiple things at once. 
And the thing is, is that not everything works the same for every person. So try things that intrigue you or sound like they might serve you. Trust what's coming in when you're quiet. Test and notice what happens. Love this one. So often, people who come into my realm and myself very much included, we do forget this. We forget to test things out. We think we know the answers. We think we don't have time to test things out. But really coming in with this energy of a kid, just experimenting is so helpful. Okay, doable change number three, celebrate yourself. It can take time to get to big goals or the big wins that we really, really are wanting or those resolutions that we've given ourselves a whole year to achieve our year-long goals. I don't really like calling them resolutions, but so often we set these goals, these resolutions, and then we kind of unconsciously expect that they're going to happen tomorrow, but really they're a year-long goal or a year-long resolution. So give yourself that time and then celebrate the little wins along the way. Notice the changes that are happening, even if you aren't ready to reap the full benefits yet, or you feel like you haven't gotten there yet. Remember, this is all a journey. Celebrate the little things. Celebrate yourself. Love those, Shalina. Okay, so if you want to go through this energy of one doable change a week, maybe above and beyond the ones we share on the podcast, although I'll talk about those a little bit, I've chosen one doable change, I guess in the wellness arena, in the really planning, I guess it's in the planning your life to fit wellness in arena. I've planned one doable change a week for the next 30 weeks. And I would love you to jump in and join me on this journey. It's something I've done for the past three years. The first year I did it by myself. The second year I included many of you all. And here's the thing. If you've already done it, my guess is that you didn't do all 30 weeks. If you did, high five. Even if you did, I find that this practice is like a spiral. And every year I go deeper and deeper and learn more and more. And also I'm changing. So things that were a challenge last year and I fixed, maybe they're not a challenge anymore, but then there's other things that creep up that I had, I was totally on top of last year that all of a sudden are a challenge again. So, and and they're a challenge at a different level. You know, it's not like an up and down cycle. It really is a spiraling up cycle. So I love thinking of it that way. So if you want to join me for this 30 week journey, make sure to go to plansimple.com slash simplify 2020. And you can join at any time that you want, but I am starting this week. So if you want to be in from the ground ground zero, that's this week. So go get your copy of that PDF and then look in your inbox. And also there'll be an extra episode every week here, just explaining my part in this journey. And very often I'm hoping that we'll get some comments from you and some questions from you that I can also share on these special episodes. All right. With that, I will say goodbye and I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can. 
and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.